0: Beast OCR proudly presents BeastNet Podcast, sponsored in part by GH Unders Performance Base Layers and supported by the OCR community. Here we discuss all things OCR-related. Welcome to BeastNet.
1: Hey everybody, Mike here with BeastNet, and with me I've got Adam and Janelle, and we're going to talk about ghosts. So, how are you guys doing?
2: Good.
0: Doing good. How are you? Doing all right.
1: All right. So, for everyone who doesn't know, I know we usually—I think we did an episode last year after Ghost ended. But for those that don't know, kind of give a quick rundown of
2: what what Ghost is. Uh, sure. Uh, do you want to take that, or do you want me to take that, Janelle?
0: Go ahead. It's your baby.
2: I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it, it kind of is. Um, so Ghost started in. Two thousand eighteen that was our first real event. Mm-hmm. And we were looking to kinda in endurance sport, you know, so not just like your normal, you know, let's run a hundred miles or let's, you know, do a triathlon or something like that. But you know, in endurance sport there's a multitude of brands out there and the reason Ghost was originally written for the two thousand eighteen event was we felt like there was a gap Um, in not just all events, but there was a lot of events where it was all about, you know, who's strongest and best and most badass and um, wanted to do something a little bit different where it was fun and silly, but, you know, serious and not serious at all uh, where people can grow. Uh, So that's kind of where it started. And then we had, you know, leaving the 2018 event, Um, we get a lot of really, really, really amazing feedback, excuse me, from our participants. And that really enabled us to kind of take, you know, as much as we could, that was the right fit. And then rewrite goes for 2019, which really became uh, a team versus team, choose your own uh, adventure, survivor-esque event. And, you know, Mm -hmm. I think aside from like a, a couple very, very, you know, one, uh, you know, a few small road bumps. Um, The event itself went really well. We had some really phenomenal feedback this year, and people in in general really liked the idea that, you know, the event was in their hands and they got to choose what they were doing. And we had all sorts of, you know, things in there to challenge folks from, you know, a mental, physical, emotional, um, social uh, you know, just try to get, find every comfort zone that we could and get people out of it. You know, there's always going to be events out there where it's, you know, who's the strongest and who's the fastest or who does it better than people like that. But like, yeah, I don't know about you, but I, I get kind of tired of those, right? Like, or who's, you know, who's got the biggest stuff hidden in their pants, right? <laughs> For lack of a better term, yeah. <laughs> there's always no, somebody trying to show off more. True. And like, you know, I think, Ghost 2018, 2018 was kind of the first iteration of, like, you know, how do we do this? So like, how do we have an event that's fun and challenging, but like, you know, that's ours and not like anything else out there that is, is not necessarily going to go down that route. And, and I think 2019, we, you know, with the help of feedback from folks last year, we really kind of hit that on those. So super long answer, uh, Ghost is a little bit different <laughs> and meant to get you outside of every comfort zone. Well, at tackling things as a team um you know individual efforts and integrity are perfect but it's really all about the team and the objective and okay we've got this thing and like uh gosh what was we had one pathway where it was totally in the middle of like all this heavy stuff and ridiculous stuff and that was like all right do the ymca right now as best as you can all right or it, it sounds stupid right like you know, we just got done carrying these things that were doing the YMCA. Like why, why is that even there? It's to, you know, shake people up and keep them on their toes and keep them fresh. And, you know, the guy that might not be the strongest or fastest on the team, he might not have that down. Right. And he could, you know, help your team score a couple extra points or, you know, complete that objective faster. And that's, I don't know. It was, it's fun. It's different. And, I feel like I'm scattering all over the place. I don't know, Jadel, did I miss anything?
0: Uh, no, that pretty much wraps up the podcast. I think we can just call it quits now.
2: I think uh appreciate the time. It's a great day.
1: No, and I mean that's oh, one geez. thing and I, I'm really mad that I I missed it this year. I had really planned on being it, but family things got in the way. Um but That's what I like about it when you talk about in the past is it's something, it's one of the reasons I think all of us get into this to begin with, is we get into these kind of races to challenge ourselves. But sometimes you run into, it's like, you know, I've told people before where I don't like the hurricane heats. For me, it's because I hate being that guy. And I, like, the times I've been in, I'm not in the greatest shape. And part of that's my own fault. Some of it's medical stuff, but whatever. And I just I don't like being that guy, and I always felt like you know ghosts would be something that the way you guys explain it and the way I've heard it from others is no one's ever that person because there's always something that each person has to bring to the table. So yeah, and and I feel like in a lot of the ones I've done before, and rather means why endurance has never been a big part of my you know my you know realm of OCR stuff is that I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be the guy that my team's looking at going, well, we could have been done 20 minutes ago, but fatty back there, you know, or, you know, (laughs) something like that. I mean, I don't think most OCR people would say that, but that's what I hear in my head because, you know, that's just, that's just how it is. I mean, that's what I hear. So it's, it's always been tough for me. And I think that's what, you know, the way you guys present ghosts is a way that that wouldn't be. That wouldn't be so much. I would probably still feel like I'm, I'm, I'm contributing to the team with other aspects. I mean, I've got strength and I've got you know durability, but I don't have the speed, which a lot of people you know want and that kind of
2: stuff. So, yeah. Sorry, I have to go for you there, but <laughs> <laughs> you did good. No,
0: I I think that um, that's kind of a cool thing that was really unique about Ghost and maybe why, uh, I think to date, it's probably my most favorite event that we've ever held because, you know, there's plenty of opportunities out there to be the fastest or, you know, to outlast everyone else or to be the strongest or, you know, whatever it is, you name it. And I think that, you know, the term endurance event was starting to kind of go a really weird direction, at least from my perspective, that you couldn't call yourself an endurance athlete unless you were faster, stronger, you know what I mean, more mental grit than yeah. than everyone else. And, and I don't think that that's – I don't think it should be that way. I think endurance – why can't endurance mean – a group of us are out for a really long time surviving, you know, um enduring objectives and and enduring the whole thing together. Like why why does it have to be that if you want to be an endurance athlete, then you have to be able to endure all on your own? I don't I don't think that that's necessarily the case, you know. I mean, that's
1: I agree. maybe
0: that's a few very select elite activities in life, but in life in general, like enduring life doesn't mean you do everything on your own. And it doesn't mean that you're better and badder and faster and stronger than every other person. Being able to endure in real life means that you understand your strengths and you figure out your weaknesses and you collaborate with the people around you and you care about their success just as much as your own. And you work together to, you know what I mean, to achieve a really cool goal that improves the quality of everyone's life. And I think ultimately, like, that's what endurance is all about or that's what it it should be about. And I think we really embrace that in Ghost. And I think that's maybe why... You know, like Adam said, there were a few little snuffoos that happened or, you know, maybe some things that we couldn't predict that happened and we'll definitely address them and change them next year. But overall, I think the event was just amazing in the sense that it brought people together and it taught them teamwork and it showed people that you don't have to be the number one primo alpha in order to be an amazing teammate and to do really cool stuff for 14 plus hours.
2: Yeah.
1: Well, I, I think you hit it on the nail there. It's the team attitude. I mean, it's like in sports, look at any great team. It wasn't just one player. They may have have one player that was kind of the star player, but there, it was a team effort. And I mean, it's, and I think that's what I like about ghosts and from what I've heard is it's a team. It's a team effort. It's like, you know, look at, you know, Beasts. We're a good team and we do well because of all the different people. Everybody mm-hmm. brings something different to the table and everyone has their strengths. You know, I have the podcast side of it because that was one of my strengths. Adam's strength is, you know, a leader, especially after, you know, he figured out how to delegate. But we'll, we, we can talk about that <laughs> another time. <laughs> but. Yeah. It's we all have we all have our spot and we all have our strength, and once you put those strengths together, all of a sudden you know, we may not be, like the best alone, but you put us all together and we become the best together and that's what uh, that's what I love so, yeah. so, and the fact that you yeah, guys know but, how when something's wrong we need to fix it. It's not like hey we're perfect. It's like, hey, we had this, we no. had issues, but this is what we're gonna fix for next year. So Yeah. But go ahead, Adam, I cut you off there.
2: Oh no, 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 you're fine. Um, so when when I originally started drafting Ghost uh late twenty sixteen, um, it was really, you know, how do we take this cool community that we have of beasts and then like if we were gonna write an event that was crazy and silly you know, like how do we turn beast like our culture into an event, right? Yeah. Uh, and I was telling Janelle, so Janelle, I have to give her a shout out too. So she's provided feedback and critique and done a lot of background work um, that really kind of came out and she, she showed. She really shined during the ghost, and um, it, it, you know, she we would the event wouldn't have been what it was supposed to be without her. So quick, quick shout out. But That's awesome. awesome. Um, Thanks. <laughs> you know, I was even letters. Letters. <laughs> like, you know, no. when we were writing and, you know, retooling part of the event for 2019, like the attitude going into this was like, you know, all right, let's just pretend that this hundred acres that we have to play with is a giant playground and that everybody to come and we're all friends and we're here on the playground for recess and recess just happens to be X amount of hours long. What kind of ridiculous games would we play? Or what, you know, if I was coming to play in this crazy, silly event where it's seriously not serious, right? (laughs) And I'm going to say it again. um, Like, what kind of ridiculous stuff would I want to do? So we had uh, just about 200 different pathways, um, including a few secret ones that were never touched. Um, And ultimately, we did, uh, all the participants did just short of 100 of them. And there was things on there that were ridiculous, right? Like we mentioned, the YMCA one. Um, there were things on there that were unexpected, right? So there was axe throwing. There was an um, uh, interesting mechanic around wood chopping, right? So there's a lot of events out there that have wood chopping because, you know, it's good work and fun and, you know, silly, mm-hmm. and we need firewood for fire, right? But, you know, we, we did it, in such a mechanic that, it was, uh, you know, there was a green wood being chopped and replacing dry wood, but you would only have people in the area that's chopping in certain forms, ways. And the people that weren't chopping that had to go in to get wood when the other guys were chop- uh, were done chopping had tinted safety goggles, but they were still safety goggles. They were just tinted, you know, it's little things like that that were different. I mean, we um, had teams drag a car across the field up and down uh, hills. Um <laughs> all sorts of stuff and there was mm-hmm. so much that wasn't touched you know it, and it's fun and silly there was you know stealth missions and you know defense and attack missions and you know <clears throat> one of the attack missions is a snafu that i will come to a little bit later <laughs> it just totally went mm-hmm. it, it was aw- it was an awesome one It just all the things that went wrong that could have gone wrong went wrong but you know mm-hmm. i think that really yeah. if anything you know really made it easy for us to write for 2020 the right way to do those kind of things but you know, all in all, it really felt like, you know, if we're reading through the event. Um, so, like, we we did this, you know, staff breakfast the, the day of. We sat down. We went through the whole event. It took us about four hours, four and a half hours to run through every single thing in the event. And there's just, there was, it was such a thick slice of pie that, you know, it it, it almost was too much. Um, and there were just so many available options. And essentially, we, we were the guide rails, right? We didn't know what the event was going to look like because people were going to choose it. And it was our job yeah. to, you know, help them figure out how to complete it. We're going to figure it out with them. Um, you know, we're going to help, you know, keep rules and integrity there. Um, and then really just encourage them to keep going. Um, and that was totally wild and a lot of fun. And it just, it felt like, uh, you remember when, like when you were a kid, and, like, you're out in the playground and you're playing, like, Lava Monster or, or the floor is lava for us adults, I guess, or, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. And, like, somebody makes up a new rule and everybody loves it, right? Like, you can't touch the slide because it's a bazooka. Oh, man, that that doesn't make sense, but that sounds cool to me. Let's let's try yeah. it, right? Like, that, it felt like that, right, where you're on the playground and somebody dropped some kind of crazy challenge. You know, like kindergartners and first graders do, like – you know, I bet you can't backflip over that bridge. Um, you know, you know, horrible example, horrible. I guess, but <laughs> <laughs> that, that that's kind of how it felt like, you know, just fun craziness, I guess. That's awesome. So what are your thoughts, you know, do you think it was, that's what it was like? Uh,
0: definitely. Um, you know, this was the first time I was ever actually a Jaeger or a leader, you know, whatever term you want to call it. I've always been a participant, and there's been a couple of mm-hmm. events where, like, I helped out. You know, I was like a co-helper, um, but this was the first time I really uh, took the role as as a Jaeger, and I was really nervous going into it, because A, I had never been a Jaeger before, and B, I knew that I was being paired up with Jule, who is, like, my number one idol, and so I, no pressure, right? Like, yeah. Um. So, yeah, I was super nervous, and um, I really didn't know how it was going to turn out, and I think my deepest fear was that it was just going to turn into a disaster and I would be a horrible leader and there'd be people like not understanding the missions or we picked routes that just didn't work out. And, you know, I mean, all of, all of those nightmares. Right. But um, the thing I decided to do, you know, to kind of ease my mind was what, what do I feel is, like, the core values of our team, like, what do I want the participants to walk away with that night? Um, You know, and and like Adam has said, you know, we've talked about all kinds of things, from core values to what's important in life, and what's important for a team, and what kind of a team are we, and, and who are our participants, and, you know, and so I knew going into it that Regardless of how it turned out, one, it was gonna be crazy and fun and silly and two, it was gonna be a really awesome opportunity to just remind people that, you know, you can do amazing things. And um, throughout the whole night it was just it was really cool to to be a Jaeger but in a different type of environment where like a lot of the, the endurance events I've done who have cadre or care or whatever they are called. There's always been like a very definite division between the participants and, and the leader and they Mm -hmm. shout out the orders. They dole out the punishment. They, you know what I mean? It's like, there's a very um, distinct line and with ghost, um, it just it didn't feel that way. Um, you know, I can't speak a whole lot for for Brian and Rachel how their um, you know how their perception of the event went because I didn't see them most of the night, but I know that Keol and i we we just were very much involved with our participants, and we we really wanted to encourage them. And not from a we're going to win perspective, but from a you can do hard things and you can do whatever you set your mind to. And nothing is too hard for you as long as you can get your mind right. And so the whole night we were really, like, right in the dirt with them, encouraging them, giving them, you know, tidbits of just advice on how to, not, not necessarily telling them how to do do the missions, but different ways to think about things, or different things to pay attention to, or, you know, just kind of trying to overall, like, really develop a different mindset throughout the night of how to accomplish these things, and at the end, it just, it it was a really cool feeling to know that it wasn't this division between Jaegers and participants, but that we were all together. We all endured for the 14 hours. We all developed, you know, throughout the night. And that was just really different and really exciting and, and something that I think sets beasts apart a little bit Um, Mm -hmm. because it just kind of supports the fact that we're not out there to just be who's better than, you know, who's the best. And am I better than you? Or, you know, I got to try and prove myself or I gotta be a, a leader that's super hard ass and you can't get through me. Do you know what I mean? Like we, we connected yeah. with people and we built that relationship and we reminded each other all night that we're a team and that we're we're all we all have the same goals in life and that's to be successful and to develop and grow and become better people. And
1: I just thought that was really cool. That is really cool. I mean, I, I think that's an awesome way to look at it is you know, a team, not trying to be better than anyone, but just, you know, enjoying your time together, you know. Mm -hmm. I do have one question now, because I've heard you say it a couple times now. I've heard of, you know, other places, Cadres, Cryptea, whatever, they all have something different. Where did you come up with (laughs) Jager? Because after hearing you say uh, that, now I want Jaeger shots. But that's something different. So, <laughs> Yeah,
2: well, that's, exactly, that's how it was come up with, right? Because uh, no. you're all doing uh, Yager shots and like, this is a great name. Um. So, so that's been around since about 2016. Um, mm-hmm. It's not necessarily been advertised or, you know, huge. Um, you, it's been kind of a soft-spoken until the last few months. Um really that's kind of how we've referred to staff um for some of these events, obviously, with this being the biggest one we've done yet I mean we had what seven eight people um anyways, so the reason that that came out with you, there's there's three or four uh first off, so um our team is Beast OCR, field the be podcast um i don't think it's a secret Jaeger's hunter in german um mm-hmm. You know the just the beast the the relationship between beast and hunter I've always been fascinated with um yeah uh, you know, I don't know if it's like what is a man complex or what does it mean to be a leader um or what does it mean to be good uh you know, and ferret out your objectives uh so i, I think there's a ton of influence there, and I could probably spend a whole podcast talking about philosophies <laughs> behind that um so th- that's that's a huge piece of it um. And the other part is it was about 2015, 16. Um, I don't know if it was my infatuation with, okay, like I'm not where I am in life, but I want to get better. Um, I've been slowly um, writing a book since then. Um, I've called it numerous Mm -hmm. things, but it's all about, you know, how to, how to become a better hunter in life. What does it mean to um, go after your objective and I have, I've fallen on my face enough times <laughs> that I feel like I've, I've figured out some things, but I have so much more to learn. Um, and really when the, the whole Jaeger as like the, the staff member's name, it's really about, it's not like we're some badasses and we drink Jaeger Meister or it, it's not that <laughs> at all. It's really, you know, if I didn't you're, think here, was, you're part of the staff. It's all about, <laughs> I know. Right. Um, it's all about how do we, how do we become better? And how do we chase these objectives better and how do we you know when we have these beasts coming and doing these events how do we guide them better or or you know help them wreak more havoc right um and and then go crush those objectives and that's that's where it came from i love that
1: i mean cause that's one thing you know that i love about the beasts and i love about you guys is it, it, it's all about being better you know and I, and there's so many times that you know you hear people say oh well You know, with with anything, you know, this happened. You know, this person did this three years ago. It's like cool that was three years ago. They're a better person now, and I love that you guys are always working to be better and better yourselves and better the team. You know, it's it's good for everybody. I like that. So and and now I understand that the Jaeger it makes a lot of sense. So
0: (laughs) not that there's anything wrong with liking to drink Jaeger. I mean, it's probably one
1: of my favorite drinks, but. That's just probably a bonus. <laughs> I kind of figured it was the Hunter aspect, but, I mean, I, I, I haven't had Jaeger in a while. Me and Jaeger have a, a, a sordid past. So, yeah. Jaeger yeah. brings out a different – Jaeger brings out, like, the, the you know, the, the everyone knows there's Mike and there's Brandon. Jaeger brings out a whole other personality that no one wants to meet. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so. You go from pretty Mike to naked Mike, and then things change pretty, <laughs> pretty much.
1: Pretty much. I think Jaeger does that to everyone, doesn't it? I
2: don't know. Uh, oh yeah. I used like
1: to that. in bowling I used to have a, a guy that we bowled with that uh, he used to when I was having a bad night, he would buy me uh, what he called the German debt. Mm-hmm. And it was a shot of Jaeger and a shot of Goldschlager mixed together.
0: Oh, I've had that. That's good.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And no <laughs> matter how Physically bad your night's going, your night gets yeah, your night gets better after that. Depending mm-hmm. on your definition of better, but yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, that's me. Yeah. Uh, we we're just talking about getting better together. I guess that yep. is one way to get that. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah. <you know>. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mike, uh, let's. Uh, we got we have some cool stuff that um, we figured he'd share with you. So, we, a couple of them have kind of been leaked out, and we've talked a little bit about you know what we're going to do better for 2020. So, you know, keep mm-hmm. in mind this is all pretty early. But I started drawing out... I mean, I've already um, seen you got the date. Yeah, yeah. Date's locked in. We're locked and loaded. We're actually uh, now 18% at capacity for those 2020. Um, Nice. It's cool. So uh, that's awesome. Super humbling. So we sent out...
1: That's the the definition of a good event.
2: The fact that it's literally
1: been, what, a week? A week, yeah. And you've already sold 18% of next year because my guess is that's all the participants that was there this year are like, Hey, I'm doing this again.
2: So that's awesome. So So what we did is um, we sent out a survey link uh, to every registered participant for 2019, including the discount code. So anybody that went and participated um, this year, Make sure you check your email, do the survey if you can, give us the feedback. We, we really do want to hear it, right? We're not promising every single thing is going to happen that you want, but yeah, the inspired and improved upon and, and written for is it was what made this year successful, and we want to do it again. But there is, a, there is a discount code in there, so the absolute steepest discount that anybody will ever get are participants from this year are the codes that, um, for next year. Uh, so that's pretty cool. And we, we've changed the pricing structure around too. So anytime we schedule a Beasts and Dirts event, it's going to be very predictable via TimeGate. So um, right now the pricing is the absolute best it is. And, you know, if you participants, if you didn't get that email, um, shoot me a message, shoot Janelle a message, um, or Brian or Rachel, we'll get you the discount code. Uh, it's an additional 10 bucks, And so, you know, for all the gear and everything else for next year, I think total would be like thirty five. Um oh, so bad. right now for so it's not it's not bad at all. And then anytime we have that pricing gate increase, it's five bucks. Right. So it's nothing yeah. you know, it's not one of those events where you know it jumps up to hundred fifty dollars and we say there's one spot left and then we open up fifty spots and they're three hundred dollars. I have never
1: seen that.
2: Never heard <laughs> of that before.
1: Never heard um, of that happening. What?
2: So here's a so I have a visual, and it's not done yet, but I'll share it with you um probably next week or so so some of the feedback that we got for ghost uh this year was really good, and it was around um you know how do we make these so there's four tiers of pathways, right, and you know some of the mm-hmm. some of the feedback was basic um balancing, right, so some pathways in the first tier were just. Too much for the first tier, where it was really supposed to be introductory and like get you a feeling for choosing the event, choosing your pathway. You know, how does it work? What's the code set for what tier and what segment? And and maybe those sound like fluffy words, but there's just so much thing, so many things available that we had to have a code structure to go and find the like. So if you said, hey, I've got this these guys on this pathway, then I could go and like look it up and be like, okay, cool, I know what you're working on. We're on the same page. I can help. Right. Um, yeah. So what we're going to do next year is we're going to put time gates on these tiers. So that way it's really more of a um, choose your own event, but within a certain time. Right. So one of the problems that we had this year was it was really cool seeing, um, you know, everyone be able to go work through different tiers and experience different parts of the the event. But one, it didn't scale In difficulty as it needed. So in some cases where some of the end content was a little bit lighter and some of the middle, some of the beginning was a little heavier than the middle. Um, And, you know, we had some things that were really supposed to happen, Mm -hmm. but because people chose their own event, they never happened, right? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, You know, like we had all sorts of just ridiculous cool stuff that just, you know, we've got, you know, half of an event for next year if we really wanted to, Mm -hmm. um, where it was just completely untapped. So what it will look like yeah. next year is we'll have four time gates um, of a specific time for the four tiers of of our event. Um, and what that will look like is, you know, for the first part of each tier, there will be a couple mandatory, think like storyline, like main quest pathways that, you know, you have to do. They're not that bad, but it kind of continues on some of the experience. And then you'll have several pathways that open up after that. So you get pathways that are, you know, low risk, low reward. You'll get pathways that are high risk, high reward. So it's something more difficult, um, something that will be maybe a little bit more ridiculous or uncomfortable. You know, nobody's going to be getting naked and singing and dancing, but, you know, we did have a pathway no, where, you know, it was, uh, mm-hmm. I know, right? Um, I'm not sure. I'm still I'm looking, forward know, to that part. take point. your shoes and socks off and then, carry everybody from one side of the field to the other. We did that this year. It was we were like, what, you're taking our shoes already? Um, you know, so so mixing that up a little bit. And then we'll have additional um, special pathways available on each tier that are in the theme of aggressor, stealth, and defense. Um, mm-hmm. And so that way, when you go through each one of these tiers, you've got like one, so the very first tier is two hours, Right you've got two hours to get a couple of mandatory objectives done, and then, you know, go out and try to complete as much as you can. And when you go out and try to complete as much as you can, you all you have several different pathways, starting points to choose from. And then from there, it really opens up more and more options. Um, and I think with a little bit, it's just a, an enhanced guide rail, I'd say, for next year. So people can still mm-hmm. choose their own event. They can still decide whatever they want to decide. And there's only a couple mandatory pieces at the beginning of each tier set um and of which those will be a little bit more involved on a team plus team basis so where you have to cooperate or do things together or like you know do tug of war against the other team or something like that um and then something that'll happen uh between the second and the third tier is what we didn't do this year uh is we'll actually uh switch up the teams a little bit um halfway through the event i don't want to give Too many surprises away, but I really like the idea of keeping kind of that survivor esque theme, where everybody gets to experience everything with everybody. Um, Yeah, it's a lot more collaborative in nature, and you just and and the problem with PvP, you know, in an event, you know, where we're pitting players versus players, is it's really easy to have a lot of fun, but it's also really easy to make it uh, riveting. Competition that creates a rift between people, and we don't want to do that, right? We don't want people yeah. like when you make anything a competition, um, you you run the risk of turning people off, or or maybe they they go about it with the wrong intent, or you you know what I'm saying. And, and I think that's that's going to be the balance. That uh,
1: oh, you get people upset to be because they're like, oh, we lost because of that person, or you know, whatever. Yeah, so I like that. I mean, I think one of the one one of the endurance events that I've done that I thought was the best part was like when we all got there, they're like, okay, everybody line up in twelve lines, you know, and these are the front people here and line up behind them. So what happens? Of course, you get in the line with your friends, right? Mm-hmm. Because that's what you want to do. You want to make sure you're with your friends. And like, cool. Now everybody turn left. Now that's your line.
0: Yeah.
1: And you're like, oh, wait a minute, what? no, I got in this line, so I'd be with my friends, and now you're not with any of your friends. And it's like it was one of the greatest ideas I ever heard because it's like you just started this by taking everybody out of their comfort zone by saying, okay, I just cut you off from your friends. (laughs) Yeah. So, and I like that idea, like you are saying, about switching the teams up halfway through because you get comfortable. You're like, okay, cool, we've got the team dynamic figured out. We know he's the good-looking one, he's the smart one, he's the muscle, he's the whatever, you know. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, halfway through the night, you're like, mm-hmm. okay, now it's completely different people. So it's yeah. like, oh, yeah. dang it. So, right, you've always got to have the Look. brains, a good looking one, the muscle, and then the wild type. <laughs> that's what that's the poor, right? Uh,
0: yeah, usually. So-
1: sounds like a superhero <laughs> team. <laughs> Actually, it was, I was watching It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia the other night, and that's what they were trying to figure out who was each. Ah.
2: And I'm like, oh, I to do that is
1: in my life. I'm pretty sure I'm like three of those all wrapped into one. <laughs>
0: I think you're the wild card, Mike.
2: That's what I've heard yeah. most of the
0: time.
2: <laughs> <laughs> So, Mike, you want to hear about the probably the, the big snafu that we had, and it was a really good learning experience for us. Um, I do, but so let's, let's do it. Let's let's have a commercial
1: break first. Let's oh, go to yeah. our commercial, oh, yeah. our, our, our sponsor, who
2: part of Ghost, weren't they? Huge part of Ghost. Yeah, huge, huge. Um, every picture you're gonna see, or will see, or have seen, that's all from uh, Ben Winkleman, the owner of GH GHunders. He's really uh, a wizard behind the lens, um, and they did, he nice. he and his his team did so much more and his extended family, but um, they are the unsung Uh, heroes of of Ghost.
1: So, yeah, let's let's hear from our sponsor real quick, and then we'll be right back, and then I want to hear about that snafu. All right. We're back from commercial. Uh, now let me hear about this <laughs> <laughs>
2: Uh Happy to. So, oh, man. You know, so we knew going into this that um, it's like a lot, you know, the the pathways themselves tested. They make sense. They're, they We know how to execute them. But what we didn't know was how is this dynamic of this event going to work? right? Because versus last, uh, 2018, it's a completely different event. Mm -hmm. Like we really tried to get to like dig deep, scrape away things that didn't make sense or didn't matter or wasn't in tune with the experience that we wanted people to have, you know, and essentially Mm -hmm. we kind of rebuilt the foundation. And I think we set down a really good one for next year with some, just some fine tuning. It's going to be really, really, really cool. Um, the problem is, you know, you just never know, right, how things are going to happen in a second, and, you know, the heat of the moment, right? And, you know, I think the one really big snafu we had was the bear mauling uh, pathway. So how the bear mauling pathway, I know, right? So how it works is this. It's it's under the aggressor (laughs) uh, pathway segment. So it's where you are doing something to – uh, no, no actual bears, right? No actual bears. Uh, was it at least so a how or works? To... Uh, yeah, I know. Well, there the, was, there was a small a balling. balling. Yeah.
0: There was yeah. A balling
2: for sure. So how it was supposed to work was um, you the, the team was work? supposed oh, to go. Right. Uh, <laughs> it's onomatopoeia, if you're wondering. <laughs> uh, okay, just wondering. <laughs> so how the aggressor once work way or the aggressor pathways are ones where, and that's why we're breaking some of these out and having them for 2020 uh, kind of be standalone-ish versus, you know, a part of some of the other pathways. Um, mm-hmm. But the aggressor pathways are ones where you go and interact with the other team in ways where you're kind of, you're not necessarily poking fun, but you know, you're causing trouble and not in a way where it's supposed to be like a vent, you know, quitting horribleness, right? But event, we're like, oh, man, those those guys got me, right? So how it was supposed to work is this, right, is is everyone becomes zombie bears. And they need to go find the other team and demand snacks, you know, and the other team has a minute to give one snack to the bears. So one snack, they're good, right? And um, if they don't give a snack to the bears, and the bears get angry, and then they – you know then three of the people on that team are mauled quote unquote, and then for the duration of that pathway that they're on, they're dead weight, and that team now has to ferry oh. that dead weight in addition to what they're doing um and there's not supposed to be any touching right so that's a super brief brief synopsis of what that pathway is supposed to look like. What ended up happening is um you know, one of the teams was in the middle of a pathway where they had to completely scuttle their outpost and then re- go to find a new base, go set up operations there. So they were already carrying a ton of stuff. They were, like, and they had really spent some extra time on their outpost. It was actually really, really cool. They built, like, an awesome shelter that, you know, um, I think the cast of Castaway might have been, uh, you know, proud of. And, um Sorry bad reference, anyway, so they were in yeah. the middle of this they were you know already burdened, and uh, they had they had just gotten through a heavy pathway set, and they were, you know they they needed a little bit of a break and so this team, the other team saw it, and they got jazzed up, and it just happened to be they just unlocked this pathway and they went to go do it and uh you know I think uh the the mauling was you know there was there was a little bit of touching and a little bit of you know. <laughs> pretending to maul people which became like you know mock mauling like ha, oh, i got you i'm grabbing your bag and and moving you around and that obviously was not okay right it just wasn't supposed to happen yeah. and they're like oh snacks snacks and and they that team had just gone through like hey don't you know like don't you know don't let the other team mess with you or what have you and so they're like oh we're not giving you any snacks and then they had you know dead weight all of a sudden and it was just it was really like it was um a catalyst of like, Oh man, like that was the worst time for them to get that weight. Oh, that's crazy. Like the sports announcers, the, the, the invisible sports announcers that were watching ghosts were probably <laughs> freaking out. Um, and you know, and of course, because that was that, you know, there was a, a couple feelings, uh, bruised and egos that were not you know happy and there's, you know, a little bit of smack talk and, you know, in a competitive event that happens all the time, and, you know, it was competitive. There was points established, you know, and, and we may or may not do points next year. But I think the the pathway itself was really cool, but the way it was executed, the reason I think it went wrong was not, you know, either the teams. I think it was my fault. So I had articulated no touching, but I don't think I had <laughs> done that in a way where, in the heat of the moment, people would have really, really understood mm-hmm. it. And part of the reason is also, so like when we have different pathways where we were intersecting teams and the other team Jaegers, needed to be aware of whatever's happened, part of what my job was to do is to articulate certain code values to Janelle or Kuhl or Brian and Rachel, right? And so yeah. when I had mentioned like, you know, bears were inbound, that's cool. Like they understood that they understand that there's something they have to have happen but, you know, the pro the other side of the problem is that means they have to pull out this book of eighteen pages 'cause it quite literally it was this massive document. And then they have to find the yeah. page and find the segment and find the code. And it I had I'm not sure how I did it when I converted it from Google Sheet to PDF, but it was like size eight font, size six font, you know. And then so find Maybe the code, find four. the segment.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah it might have been four and you know get get your magnifying glass up and by, by the time that that happened like it was already over right and so you couldn't could respond so you know just we've got a couple things administratively that i think we'll will have a cheat sheet for inbound codes on a on a per tier segment and how we call those to each other yeah. so we're where um and that way too like like if let's say you're running a team and you know that they're the, the team that's inbound, that's going to come on an aggressor pathway where they're going to kind of come mess with you a little bit, and have some fun. Um, that way, you know, too, like, Hey, Hey Adam, I know you're excited, but you can't be jumping all over pretty Mike like that. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> Help keep things aligned. Yeah. Um, so I think that's where, I mean, it sounds really cool, but I think just administratively, it was totally my fault. Right. And, and there's, you know, I think that's where the finger needs to go. Um, and I think with a few tweaks, that'd be really cool for things that are similar next year. But um, yeah, I think that's where that's where we went wrong. And uh, you know, I don't want to beat the horse or you know, beat a dead subject. Right? I'll beat the subject yeah. to death, whatever you want to call it. Um,
1: beat a dead but horse. To me,
2: it's like totally you know, even if ears. somebody. Yeah, well, that's good. Uh, oh, I do that all the time. Um, you know, to me, that was really not the experience I wanted people to have was, you know, to, you know, in the middle of that that craziness and what have you, um, you know, get discouraged or anything like that. And and um, so I take that as, you know, like my responsibility for next year to uh, how do we learn from that?
1: Yeah, Well, so that's the best attitude to look at it with. You know, like you said, you keep saying, you know, finger. it's it's like the old saying goes, if you point one finger at some one person, you got three pointing back at you. But it's never about the finger pointing. It's about what lesson can we learn? It's like, okay, mm-hmm. yeah, we made a mistake. This happened. How can we make this better next year? And obviously, your, your participants believe that you can do that if, you know, 18% of, you know, next year is already sold out within a week. I mean, yeah. it's... It's a matter of just knowing how to learn from it. I mean, that was one thing. I mean, you stepped it up from last year. Now, you know, you just got to learn from this year and step up to the next year. It's not about who did what or who's at fault. It's about, hey, this is what happened. These are our lessons learned. Let's move forward and make it better next year. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, and, you know, like I was telling Adam, we were talking last night, and I said, you know, it's it's easy for – You know, either the creator of the event, or maybe some people, you know, participants, or whoever, outsiders looking in, to say, well, you know, this didn't go so great, or this could have done been done differently or better, or I think it should have been ran this way, or you know, this should have happened. But what we really have to recognize is this event was was huge in terms of planning and preparation, and and quite ultimately, like there has not been another event ever that I know of or that anyone else seems to know of that was like this. And so it's not like anyone had a blueprint to go off of. Like, everything that happened in Ghost was a culmination of planning and ideas and creativity. And you know what I mean? Thinking of ultimately, like, what what can we do to give people a completely unique and fun and different experience? And I think the fact that we really only had, you know, one or two little things that were like, Oh, well that didn't go so great. We're going to do it differently next year. Like I think that speaks volumes as far as like, it was a, it was definitely a successful event. Like we all had so much fun and, everyone at the end of the night was like, I can't believe it's already been 14 hours. Like, it only feels like it was seven or, you know, 12 or whatever. And so, you know, it's easy to kind of like get hung up on, oh man, you know, I, we should have done this better or, you know, we need to change this for next year. But I think we have to keep in mind, like we pulled off something so new and so different and everyone just, had an amazing time and learned so much. And I think we got to, we got to celebrate that, you know?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. You got to look at it as a, as a win. I mean, you got to look at the, the good points, like you're saying. I mean, out of everything that happened, that's the only thing that went wrong. I mean, it's, you did something that nobody else has done before. I mean, you wrote the blueprint for this. It's like, you know, the Wright brothers, when they flew the first time, no one looked at them and said, Hey, you only went a hundred yards. They went, yeah. Hey, you went a hundred yards. You know, with no mm-hmm. blueprints, they made the blueprints, and yeah. we still use what they did nowadays with their their logic. I mean, you started something new. You did something different. You took what everyone else did and said, hey, let's make our own, and let's do it yeah. our way. And, I mean, it's – from what I've heard and what you did this year was amazing, and, I mean, it's going to be honestly better next year, I think, because, you know, you're, you're thinking the right way, and the fact that you're thinking – Hey, what do we? What can we do better? How can we we learn from this? But you got to focus a little less on the negative, and it's like you know, like I said, you know, when the Wright brothers first did it, it wasn't oh, you only flew a hundred yards. It's like you flew a hundred yards. Let's see what we can do better. So yeah. it's yeah, a victory, I, but a victory that you can improve I'm, the build upon.
0: Yeah, I I am so excited for Ghost 2020 now, just seeing how much fun and, you know, how much success we had, but also knowing, like, there's a few areas where now we know, like, how to make improvements, and so I can only imagine, like, how awesome the next one's going to be, and that's super exciting.
2: That is. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah I think um just breaking down if we were if we were to dissect the event as, as much as possible, I think that little snefu and some administrative stuff that you know where most of it really wasn't visible to the participants, I think that yeah, we really have you know something like I said earlier, foundation where we could really go fix that and make it mm-hmm. even better next year and just smoother. And I really like the idea of time gates that actually came for Lorenzo. Um, thank you, Lorenzo. I can't take credit for it. It was just beautiful idea um, to really, you know, kind of keep things. Move. I just love the way that it'll flow. Um, you know, I think, I think we're there and I think we've, there's been some really, really healthy and positive, you know, post reactions. So I think in the community, um, there, you know, we've had a couple of people say, this is what has been missing. Um, we had, you know, on one of the surveys, so what we already have 10 survey responses, um, which doesn't sound like a lot, but, you know, considering we had 40 people registered, it's been a week from the event and, you know, serve and it's kind of, you know, surveys, especially open end surveys where say like, what well, can we do better? People usually just kind of scoop, scoot over it. But, like, there's just amazing, like, detail, not sentences, paragraphs of, this was amazing, do this again, please do this, hey, maybe try this way, have you thought of this, like, paragraphs of feedback from 10 people so far is so cool. And I think we have a treasure trove here. You know, I think when we, I think Janelle really nailed it earlier, there's a lot of events out there where you can test yourself where you can be the biggest and baddest and fastest, strongest, sexiest, whatever, whatever it is, there's a competition for everything, right? There's hot dog eating competitions, right? For mm-hmm. gosh sakes. But like, how do you have fun and make uh, an event where, you know, it's just like they say at the end, you know, in Who's uh, whose line is it anyway? You know, they, there's always a joke, but you know, the points don't matter. How do you really make something that's yeah. competitive but silly and, and fun and where it's not about you as an individual. It's not about how strong you are or how integrous you were or, you know, that you carried your weight for all of this segment or that you did this better than this person. It, it, none of that matters. It's you as a team and for everything, yeah. whether that's a heavy task, a, a skill task, a, you know, social task, you know, things that just come out of left field. Um, yeah. And, and that's really what it's about. And I think, I think we're there.
1: Yeah. And that's awesome. And and I love the, I love the team atmosphere. I mean, it really makes me just think of, you know, I mean, I'm a sports guy and I love watching sports. And I mean, one of the things that always makes me think of is the Lakers, how they used to be, you'd have Kobe Bryant score 80 points in a game and they'd still lose. Hmm. And it's like, when you have one person who's trying to be the entire team the team can't survive. But when you have a team that's actually working together as a team, they can be the best thing in the world. I mean, it's like, you know, like I said, I'm a sports guy, so it's all sports analogies. You know, the 2001 Mariners that won 116 games, there wasn't one real star on that team. There was just a bunch of good players to play together. And that's what I love about the Beasts and, you know, the idea you say about this, it's a team, you know, it's not going to matter if you have the biggest, strongest guy, because something's going to be going on in that event that you're going to need that smart guy, you know?
2: Yeah. So, Or for the guy yeah. that's not afraid to, you know, sing and dance or the guy that's not afraid yeah. to be like, yeah, I don't know how to do this, but I'm going to jump in. Or, you know, the guy that, you know, can see maybe somebody's struggling a little bit and like, okay, hey, let me carry that extra five pounds for a minute. Or, you know like that's where we can come together and it's just like it's like doing good things for people when you don't need to right like when you've already walked away yeah. from the store in the grocery aisle and you look back and you know you're 20 feet away but you see you know somebody struggling to open the door to get through it you know going back and open the door for them, like that's a little bit of good uh-huh. that we can bring to the world and that's kind of what the event is kind of like right like what can we do to be good yeah. to each other um so Which if I can is, switch gears really quick, um, yeah. I want to hear, Janelle, what was your, because you and I have only talked a little bit about this, what was your absolute favorite pathway, and what was your absolute least favorite pathway?
0: Oh, man. Um,
2: Put on the spot.
0: Well, I can, yeah, <laughs> I can answer the least favorite easily. Um my least favorite was the YMCA <laughs> only because i absolutely loathe that song and i was reminded of just how long that song really is <laughs> and um i mean yeah it i you guys know me like i i'm all for fun and games but i absolutely i hate singing i i hate I used to dance, uh, all, all as a kid. Um, so structured dance is Darth great. Vader like thing. I love that, yeah. <laughs> but, but like fun, fun dances, like all these times that these events are like, Oh, your pre required thing is to learn the boot scoot boogie, or I don't, know, I don't know, some other stupid thing. I'm always the one that's like, Oh my God, I hate this. Like I don't want to dance in front of someone. I don't want to be silly. I don't want to sing. And so even though I wasn't doing it internally, my stomach was just churning like, oh my gosh, this is horrible. Like this is the worst part of the night. Um, And yeah, I, at one point I looked over at Kuel and I said, Kuel, do you have this song on repeat? Why is it still playing? And he laughed at me and he said, how long is this song? And he's like looking at his phone and, I think at like four and a half minutes we finally were like, Okay, that's enough. <laughs> like, let's move on. Um, so I mean, yeah, that that was probably my least favorite, but even that was still fun. I was recording I was trying to record the people. Um, iPhones do not take very good video at night, by the way. And no. uh so, you know, that it was fun and it was funny. I there really wasn't a part of the night that I didn't like maybe the bear mauling. That part was not very fun for me because I really just was like, what in the heck is going on right now? I don't know. And everyone's mad and everyone's scattering and I'm trying to hold my team together and figure out what the other team was doing. That, that part was kind of not fun, but, um, but as far as my most favorite part of the night, gosh, There was so much, um, I think ultimately my most favorite, oh man, do I want to admit this? I don't know if I do, uh, and maybe it won't be a surprise to anyone. My, my favorite one was, um, it was called cars and we had to, we were out in the field and it was kind of more of a, like icy swamp at that point, um, Like the clouds had, the fog had rolled in. The frogs were like ridiculously loud. It was really crazy cool because you could see the team's fire in like the distance and base camp. And um, so the the objective was that a car was going to be pulled into the middle of the field, and we had to rig up a way without touching the car to drag it some undetermined, uh, distance. And so I radioed into Adam, like, Hey, orange team, you know, is, is doing cars. And Adam responds back with, okay, tell your team to head towards the headlamps. And so, or the headlights or whatever. And here across this foggy field, you see these two giant headlights coming down and you hear this, like, booming drum of some Viking music. And here comes Adam rolling in his giant, you know, big red, uh, rig and everyone's like, Oh my gosh, what are we going to do? And it's just like Viking music and fog and headlights. And yeah, I was totally nerding out and loving it. So everybody like tied up to the car and we were all like, How far do we have to pull this? And Adam says, "Well, you know, Janelle has to decide." And I was just like, "Yes, let's do the whole field, you know." (laughs) Like, and uh, so everyone just kept pulling, and I was like, "I don't care how far we have to pull. I just want to pull it farther than the green team did, you know." So (laughs) eventually, Adam steps on the brakes, and he's like, "Okay, enough. You already went farther." And everyone was excited, but. I just thought that was really cool. Sorry and, like, the, right the next day, yeah, the next, uh, not were they the going next too day, for Adam? when I was,
1: what's that? <laughs> yeah. did, were they going too fast for Adam? Did they did they get above <laughs> 10 miles an hour?
0: <laughs> I don't know. No,
2: I, I don't know if it's better in reverse
0: so, how far we go.
2: I, uh, in neutral, right? no, I lost visual with one person and they were supposed to stay a certain distance away from the vehicle. And so just safety precaution ended up brake checking them (laughs) 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 while they're trying to pull it. It, You know, didn't mean to cause a disturbance, but you know, just safety sake, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was a fun time.
0: But it was cool. Like Uh, even when I went back to school on Monday, people were like, what kind of stuff did you do? And, you know, I was rattling off a few crazy things and I was like, oh, and you know, my team pulled a, pulled Adam's truck across the swamp and everyone's eyes got all big. And, you know, it's just, it's really cool things like that, that you get to say, like when people say, what'd you do this weekend? you're like, oh, you know, I was just out in the field in a forest for 14 hours, pulling trucks across swamps and, you know, building fires and just kind of cool stuff. And I don't know, I get excited when it's like, that's the thing you get to say
1: you did, you know? Yeah. See, we did that in high school too, but that was usually just because we were drunk and out in the woods and floor buying, but. <laughs> right. Where do you think I got the idea? And you got stuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So
2: my favorite. We were pulling um, the car across the field because it was stuck. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Mike, when they, and you, we're going to, it's going to be a lot more rewarding. Next year, so you know there's different pathways where they get different prizes or rewards that were either resources or things that would just benefit the team, right? You know, so like it was really cool when like you know that you're gonna have to keep a fire going all night long to like win a uh, small book of matches, right? Like or a bag of like seasoned kindling, like that's cool, right? You know that's gonna help your team out. Then there were silly ones too. So my favorite pathway was Um and essentially what what that is, is the description that the participants got was find Adam, corner Adam, shout Fusrida at him, steal his power. And it's the reward. So they're now allowed to know what the name is of it, of the pathway. And then if there's a reward, and then once they commit to it, they have to do it or either successfully or fail at it. um, And then that's when they get the description, right? So, Mm -hmm. and the reward's secret, right? So how that ended up, so we had one one team go and do food sort and what that like they were strutting on over to camp, thinking like, oh, Adam's right there, like he we're just gonna go yell at him and he's gonna give us a surprise, and it'll be great. And I just snuck right past them, like they, I don't know if they were not paying attention or they were just excited. I was within 20 feet of them, and I just you know dipped my light and walked behind them and left. And where's Adam? I don't know where did he go. Oh, he, he was over here, and I was maybe almost to their their outpost post, you know, two hundred yards away. I turn on my big old bright light. Oh, there he is! Right, right. And then I turn it off, and and I just dipped down the field. It's gone, mm-hmm. and they had to find me. And then you know, I don't know what like how Dirk can move like Sonic the hedgehog, hedgehog, but that guy's got wheels, and um, like I'm just trotting down the field, like, oh, I got away from these suckers. They're never going to steal my secret power. And then Dirk just comes out of nowhere and he, like, he kind of has visual on me, and then he, he, like, looks away. I can see his light look away for a second, and I go flat. I go prone. And I can see him, like, struggling to, like, f- see where I am, try to find me, and I, as soon as he looks away, I get up and move the other way, and uh, I can see, like, oh, no! You know, and finally, like, three or four people, including Dirk, like, almost dogpile me they 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 catch me like we got you they did a little yell and i gave them my secret power and it was a, a pop-tart uh, <laughs> and like this is for you for your team great job you stole my power um and this is your reward you get a pop-tart and it was just silly and fun and ridiculous and like as soon as they got like oh we have to go chase that sucker and make him give us whatever it is like it was exciting, and you could see Dirk like when he when that dude was chasing me down. Like you could see the big old grin on his face, and it was just ah, that was so much fun. <laughs> so that was my that was that my favorite. I'm
1: guessing your your least favorite was the snafu. Uh,
2: you know, uh, you know that one. I think just because I knew what it could have been, and you know, it was totally, you know, as Things were, you know, being adjusted in the moment. I was like, you know, this is my fault. If I had done this and this, it would have been better. Um, yeah, you know, I think my least favorite was, and this might come as a surprise, was axoing, and not because what but it wasn't awesome. It was well, let me finish. It was awesome, and I loved it. But the way that I had done it was um, there were several different versions of axoing is. Um, you had to get X amount of sticks to complete it or everybody had X amount mm-hmm. of throws. And when you weren't throwing, you were planking. And I feel like, cause a lot of people, and so I demoed it and showed them how to throw and everything. And I feel like for a lot of people, it was their first time they've ever thrown an ax and there was a lot of excitement, but I feel like they just didn't get to enjoy it as much as like they could have. And so I think next year, Maybe we'll yeah. take, like, the planking element out of it. throwing is definitely going to be back for 2020. Like, everyone really, really seemed to like it. But I think they only got a small taste of it. Um, and so maybe a little bit more of that. And in a way where, you know, especially if it's, like, a team of, like, you know, they sent, like, half their team over. So it's, like, ten people. And we've got one throwing station. You know, maybe we can have two or three. Um, you know, but I think just the way that cool. I the idea if we tweak it we can make it a little bit better and more exciting next year so people can genuinely get a little bit more in be excited about it we'll keep the axe throwing range open the after the event so people can throw a little bit for funsies um
1: i think it was just yeah, it was so, the cool. it was so much
2: fun i know right like it sounds great it just I to me it. like it just wasn't enough of that in there
1: you know what i'm saying I missed it. I know you did that for your birthday, but I was in Vegas when you guys did that, so I missed it. I, I definitely want to go do it. So We
0: should have another another one because I think birthday. I found my new favorite thing to do, yeah.
1: It sounds awesome. I mean, I, a lot of people may not know this, but growing up, I'm, I'm the youngest of six kids. My oldest brother was 18 years older than me, and he was huge into, like, the black powder rifle scene. He loved black powder rifles. He went to all these crazy, like, weird – it was like Comic-Con for black powder weirdos. But um, (laughs) – sorry if there's any black powder weirdos. I I mean that in the nicest way possible. But one of the things that they had there was axe throwing or tomahawk throwing is what they had. But it was – as a kid, I learned how to do that, like, when I was, like, 10. And what was always fun for me is – other people may not know I'm ambidextrous. So I would throw people off because I would throw with my right hand. And then turn around and throw with my left hand, with almost as good. <laughs> so I used to win money that way. I'd be like, I bet you I can beat you left-handed. And then i turn around and throw le- a <laughs> left hand in there like, Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, just to warn you, I'm well, actually left-handed, so right-handed is my worst hand. So, <laughs>
0: Well, now we're on to you,
2: so none of us are going yeah. to bet you. Bet. <laughs> no. no. I, I don't I really know if I know can do it anymore. I be against him.
1: <laughs> yeah. Usually, if I'm betting, I already have that. I've already won, so. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Man, what else so do we, we have? Do that? Um, I think the only thing
1: I can so say what, is, what is the... you know... Oh, go ahead. No, uh, no, I'm no, no, go ahead. So it's not going to be a Seattle-like thing where we, like, sit at the stop sign for 20 minutes waiting for someone to go. <laughs> Come on. <laughs>
0: All right, uh, all right, Mike, all right. how about you ask uh, your question, and then Adam can talk after.
1: I was just going to say, what's the date for next year? I know we've already figured oh. it out. March 28th. Okay. It's I'm going to have to make my friend like, Don do that. That's his birthday. What's that? So that's Don's birthday, so I think I might have to make him do it. He's yeah. making me do, like, all sorts of crap this year, so, Yeah. I wanna make him do it and then I wanna be a Jaeger so I can just drill him into the ground. <laughs>
2: I don't think that's the point, but yeah, I'm cool with that. <laughs> I know it is, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> um oh jeez. Uh you know, some of the things that uh I'm already playing around with is for next year is how do we bring archery into the event? Um oh, that'd be awesome. So I have a crossbow. I think archery's I bet you do. Did you get it at a mall? I did. No, I've had it for a couple of years. Um I've got no, it just no. in so, case Chopping
1: Mall ever happens. Oh, perfect. perfect. You
2: don't know a shopping Mall yeah, is, I'm... look that up. So No, I, I do unfortunately. Um it's a great horror movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, um I don't know, archery is just a really it's an it's an old skill around the world, but it's And it's surprisingly useful and fun and just not a lot of people know how to do it. And if they do, it's on a fancy, compound, expensive bow. Um, Or, you know, they have, you know, a kid's toy bow, right? Like, so I'm talking old school, long bow, it's just you, some twine, and a stick, right? Um, That's what I'm talking about. So trying to figure out how to do that in there, Um, there's, uh, understandably so, Um, there's some insurance implications that just happen to be a little more yeah. uh when we're talking about archery uh <laughs> surprisingly not so bad on the axoing but but for archery for some reason it's you know so we're exploring that and there's a few other things that i would like to bring you and and maybe it's just because you know i'm a nerd and like that sounds like fun to me but like i don't know when yeah I've to to people outside of their comfort zone like if you say like all right now go shoot this bow and hit that target like if you've never picked that up before, that's really intimidating. Even if it's exciting, yeah. that's a different kind of comfort zone, right? So, no, I things like that, I think oh, Hood men brought men it types. to you next year. Yeah. We'll wear those tights. Robin Hood men and tights. Yeah, I think GH Unders makes those in that kind of green too, so it'd be great. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Okay. No, I'm just talking about the,
1: the, the archery thing in Robin Hood men and tights. So, when he teaches all the oh, archery, yeah. Yeah. Tight <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, RQ's actually been something that I've been interested in for years. I've just never had the – I mean, I have so many crazy hobbies that every time I tell the wife I want to do that, she gives me this look like, are you serious? So, <laughs> are you cereal? Yeah. What? Are you so, nerd?
2: Yeah. Are, you, are you being a mall ninja? Yeah. Come on. Don't you know? Blue arrows for nerds. Uh, <laughs> nerd. <laughs> no, you know, some fun stuff.
0: When uh, I lived in Utah, there were a couple of archery places, and that was actually something I would go and do once in a while was go to the archery range and re-shot, shot shot compound. Yeah, I used to do compound and longbow, and uh, it was really fun, and, like, it's something that I really miss and didn't think that I would find some people that thought it was as cool as I did. So I'm super excited about bringing that
1: in. I think what we should do is we should check out the place in Puyallup. I think Let's it's called Scookum it. Archery or something like that. And mm-hmm. get, get a group together and go one weekend. We can make that. Yeah, and, it would be you know, so fun.
0: Yeah.
1: Just make like and a beach event. If nobody so shows up, I get. Yeah. Yeah. If you nobody know. shows up, hey, we get to shoot bow and arrows.
0: If people there show up, we get to shoot bow and arrows <laughs> with people. So, whatever. It all works.
2: <laughs> it's all good. Yeah. So, Mike, I'll give yeah. you one more. Um, one more preview for next year and then we should probably get going um, yeah it's, it, we've been on for a bit so uh, I, let's go back to axe throwing so axe mm-hmm. throwing is just cool and fun and badass right and there's nothing like that feeling of like I'm going to throw this axe um, so one of the ways so like I told you like it, I wasn't happy with the way that it was just because it didn't feel as cool as it could have been so yeah. Currently, we're seeing, so I'm still waiting to hear back from the insurance companies if we could do this or not. But trying to find a way to involve axe throwing in a different level. So, in the first tier or second tier, we introduce axe throwing. And then, I know, axe will well, juggling. Um, but for the third or later tiers, is involve it in a way where maybe there's something that they have to do. Well, axe throwing or to work up the axe throwing. I'm not talking about like do some push ups or burpees and then throw an axe because that's, that's yeah. cool, I guess. But, you know, like move from this area to this area, retrieve the axe in this form, sneak over here or go grab this, hop over this wall. Uh, while jumping and throwing this or what have you. Like, how do we do that? Um, make it, you know, kind of like a miniature obstacle course, or uh, if you've watched like a three gun tournament before, like they have mm-hmm. in those three gun tourneys um, multiple areas or objectives or cover areas you have to move from uh, back and forth yeah. around or kind of cover and move um, objective. So, could we incorporate that type of element with axe throwing? Is what I'm waiting here back to mm-hmm. see if we can that do that clear. without having to, you know, charge a thousand dollar century or something. Yeah, so
1: you could always do the the drunk glasses. Oh God.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Maybe not with the axe oh, throwing and the archery, but yeah, yeah, <laughs>
0: that I sounds really like a bad cool idea. I, <laughs> had,
1: <laughs> I went to a, a conference <laughs> recently, and they had that to like kind of prove like drunk driving, and they basically yeah. had you put on the drunk trap. There's drunk, you know, goggles, which yeah. if you've ever put those on, it makes everything look really, really weird. And yeah. then play Mario Kart. Oh, okay. And I will tell you, it, it really messes things okay. up. I mean, if you put people in drunk glasses, if you've ever tried those, yeah, they're, it's hilarious. So. <laughs> yeah,
0: so maybe we we'll do something, something else about with the, those. The tinted, but...
1: goggles. The tinted yeah. goggles, you could do something with drunk glasses, too, which I think would be hilarious. So yeah. see for me it's all about challenging and making me laugh. So that's why I can't really be on a planning committee. So I'll be like, let's do this and they're like, it's not that challenging. I'm like, but I'll be I'll find it funny. I'll laugh. So it's all good. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So well perfect. Um I'm pretty sure we're well over the hour mark. I don't know, the computer's in another room, so um <laughs> Thank you guys for coming. Is there anything you guys want to say in closing um, before we we wrap this up? Go ahead, Adam.
2: Uh, I was just about to ask you if you had anything. (laughs) Um, Apparently the hardest question I've asked the whole interview. Holy crap. It it is, right? (laughs) It is. Um, You know, I think the biggest thing for me, the biggest thing for me is um, we had a lot of fun. Uh, we had Mm -hmm. some just incredible stories. We saw people really just crush it. A lot of folks too, it was their first event of any kind ever like that. Right. You know, we even had one person said like at the end, he's like, that was really it. Like I only felt like seven or eight hours actually happened. Right. But as cool as all It's like, you know, if you participated in 2019, please, please, please get the survey, fill it out. Let us know your thoughts. Um, There's no way for us to know who filled it out, what, or what have you, unless you'd be like, my name is Adam, and I'm filling this question out, right? (laughs) There's there's just none of that, right? So do fill it out. Let us know what we could do better or have an idea that we can do to improve. We really want this to be not an Adam event, not a Janelle event, not a Brian or Kuehl or Rachel event, but an event that is, you know, inspired and improved by beasts every single year and our participants. And, your feedback is really, really important. So I, I really encourage you, go fill it out. Let us know. And then, be you know, if you're on the fence, sign up for next year. It's not that expensive. It's not that bad of a drive. There's camping options. There's food options. I think instead of elk stew, we're going to have deer taco soup or something like that is what they're talking about for next year. Um, <laughs> just all sorts of cool stuff. If if you've never tried anything like it before, um, sign up and Let us know what we can do to help get you out there because I think you're going to have a good time.
1: Nice. Yeah. Janelle, anything for you, Mia? Um,
0: just, yeah, I, I guess just a reminder of like what, what these events mean and what we're really trying to, to provide for everyone, um, If you're not into endurance or you're not into, you know, these hard things, um, ghost is completely different. And I really just encourage everyone to come and and give it a shot. I I guarantee you it will be like nothing you've ever done before. And um, I think it's kind of just the crazy perfect combination of um something that's really challenging and hard and and you go out there and you're you're going to challenge yourself and you're going to find those moments in the night when you're not sure if you can do you know what's what needs to be done um but it's it's also the combination of like a a team event a family uh you know we're all there together encouraging and and cheering each other on um, I wouldn't say it's fluffy and handholdy and kumbaya by any means. It's it's right there. It's the perfect mix of the middle. It's it's hard and it's badass and it's aggressive, but it's also um, an amazing opportunity to learn and to grow and to make some really cool relationships and connections with people. And at the end of the night, you're going to walk away and and I guarantee you're going to have an amazing time at a gorgeous place with really cool people who the main focus is to help you become a better person and to have an amazing event and to walk away with something that you're going to carry on for the rest of your life. So come give us a try. And if you hate it, then let us know. But I, I'm pretty certain you're going to love it.
1: Nice. So one last question before we go one, but I guess two. One, where can people go to find out more information on Beast
2: Endurance? So Beast Endurance. We only do a couple main events here, um, Ghost and Beast Breaker. Beast Breaker details will be coming out soon. That's typically held in November. That's an actual tough, tough event. 12 hours, that one's a little bit more embrace the suck and figure it out, and let's do this together. Ghost mm-hmm. is this one that we've been talking about. Um that's where you get the info. There is a Beast Endurance group out there. you got to earn your way into it. You earn it by completing an event and getting signed up. And the people that have completed an event, you get signed up, you get in this group, they'll help you get there, right? So it's, it's small. It's not for everybody, right? And we don't necessarily want it to be, a, you know, a big group for, you know, people talking about their fancy Tummy teas that they drink, or whatever, <laughs> right? But uh, for beast endurance, um, you know, go out tummy there. Teeth, what? Make, uh, you know those tummy teas? Like, I drink this tea and i got a flat tummy. $50, you can have some, <laughs> yeah, no. you know, that, that kind of stuff. Um, I call them tummy teas. Maybe that's not the right word, but. Uh-huh. You know, no, so you can get, new word for you know, it. go network on the event pages, uh, reach out to us, reach out to the beast School course racing team. Uh, once you get committed to the event, if you've not completed a beast endurance event previously, we'll get you into the beast endurance group. Um, and that's, that's it. I mean, that's, that's about as scary as we get.
1: Yeah. I know. And then my other question you kind of answered was what other events does beast endurance have? But you answered that with the, the beast breaker in November. So, Yeah. yeah. So other than that, I, is there any plans for any other ones? Uh, Uh, not yet. (laughs) Yes. Ah. Yes, (laughs) That's one of those ones that maybe, Uh, yes, I'm not answering that question. I plead the fifth. Don't ask me questions. You don't want answers to kind of thing.
2: (laughs) She's, uh, she's seen the, the black book. She's seen the, <laughs> I the oh, speak well, of
0: the black book.
2: Now it's like the black Google the black book. Sheet book where, you know, it's yeah. got all the secret plans and the, the the event ideas and stuff like that. So, yeah, there's, there's stuff up there. There's
0: more to come. Yeah, there's more to come mm-hmm. for Beast Endurance. Um, as of right now, there's Ghost and Beast Breaker. Um, but keep on the lookout for some other opportunities or whisperings of of new and really cool things
1: coming. So you're you're obviously not of my generation because my generation, the little black book meant something different. So yeah, <laughs> you never showed your girlfriend the little black book. Mm-hmm. What, what does she now mean, now know what I'm talking about. That's why she's laughing.
2: I do I can't know what i mean... My wife's in the room. I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> Can you
1: explain to <laughs> the kids? The little black book was the, the, the book that you had that, you know, had all the numbers of all your girlfriends in it.
2: Oh, see, I just keep like five myself. That the black button. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Only five. <laughs> How do you manage,
1: Mike? Jeez. Multiple personalities <laughs> Help shape and set. Oh man,
2: I've now <laughs> learned now I can't can't to get Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Well, thanks for having us, man. This thank has been a lot of fun this
1: has been so yeah like you said anybody who wants any more information check on CR, you know on facebook and everything else reach out to adam or you know rachel or janelle or brian any of them and they give you more info um yeah so thank you guys for being on the the, the podcast and i look forward to talking to you guys soon well, thanks,
2: thanks mike thanks peace Oh,
1: yeah. All right. We'll talk to you later. All right. Bye, everyone.
0: Bye. Thanks for listening to the BeastNet podcast brought to you by Beast OCR. Don't forget to subscribe and let us know what you think and what you'd like to hear. You can find us on Facebook or at beastocr.com.